Boomer in the Morning is on right now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, Calgary. It is a big day here on The Fan, a game day for the Calgary Flames. Get your helmet on, game four. 7.30 start, 6.30 warm-up, 4 o'clock Flames talk. Take you all the way there. It's going to be a full afternoon of hockey talk today on the biggest game day of the season until the next one. Right. But for now, this is the biggest, you know, it's big. Pretty big. It's how it goes this time of year. So it's so fun. Slash um, mind-numbingly anxiety-ridden and distressful. Yeah, gut-wrenching, <laughs> all of it. This hour of the program is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, your one-stop shop for the best plants, trees, pots, and decor, and the greenest grass. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. They got you covered. A uh, a treat for everybody. A Monday oh. with Stephen Brunt. Just kick oh. off hour two. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. Good morning. It's uh, yeah. I'm I'm happy to to make this adjustment. I know it's uh, these are important days in in your town, so I'm I'm, I'm happy to work around them. Well, tomorrow will be, uh, yeah, the mood will be, I'm trying to think. Well, something will be on fire mm. or it won't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's kind of how it's yeah. going to go. If, if, it's, if, yeah. it's, if it's a good vibe, then it'll be pretty good. But if it's a bad vibe, I mean, it's going to be bad. We were drawing some parallels to what's happening here to what, what Toronto fans must be going through. That The, the way these series uh, the, of these two respective Canadian teams have played out, it's right into the scar tissue of playoff seasons past. Oh, yeah. Well, you can add Edmonton to that list as well if you choose. Because I believe last night after their their brilliant performance the game before they probably was probably a little they're a little shocky this morning after what they saw last night but yeah it is um yeah i would say the old pendulum swinging back and forth here it's because literally obviously it's funny i you know i'm i'm happy not to be a sports writer like a daily sports writer anymore because i did it for a long time and it was great but it it you know does kind of require you to uh you know form large opinions and make big judgments on the fly often on on deadline and so after the after the Mighty Maple Leafs went to Tampa for Game Three and won decisively to take a two-one lead in that series, many things were written about. This is different. This isn't like all the other ones. This is a brilliantly constructed roster by Kyle Dubas. This team has all of the the fortitude and uh, playoffness that its uh, <laughs> predecessors have lacked. Uh, <laughs> off we go. That all of it, right? So because that's what you do, right? That's that's what you that's what you do in a best of seven series with a team that you know loses always loses in the first round, and now like today, it's very grumpy. It's it, yes, fire. Uh, the, the many things have been have been now set. they didn't they didn't fire, fire anybody team, yet, yes. did they? Between the end of the Not game yet. last night and are this we, morning, are we burning jerseys or is is that we got to that threshold? Is Shanahan still there? Is, is his key card working He's, still or? <laughs> I think he's okay. It's funny with him. He's always okay. See, this is this is how you can tell who the smart guy really is. Because you know, like let's just say this does not go well um in the next now now it's a it's a two out of three now. You know, I don't know if you know that. Um it's a two mm. out of three series now and it certainly could still be one. But if it goes badly, there no one's gonna be coming for Brendan Shanahan because he's a guy in a suit who hangs back and does more important things than just build hockey teams and he hires the people to do that and if they fail then they get fired right and he gets to hire he presumably gets to hire more people 
So that's, see, you know, again, he learned, he's not, he didn't just fall off the old turnip truck, Mr. Shanahan. He's quite, he's quite bright, um, especially about survival. Tricky but to be, no, it's, look, yeah, tricky to be deemed yeah. a success or failure at your job when no one really knows what it is you do. Yeah, no, it's, and it's just be quiet and a little mysterious and mm-hmm. you know, don't give too many interviews and um, don't, don't give anything away and express confidence in people until you, you, it's best not to express confidence in them and <laughs> it's time for a change. We so, always thought Berkey yeah. here had that, that, that job. Like, is that not the perfect job? My goodness. Go shake hands, tell well, stories, regale people with your greatness and then, uh, yeah, if anything hits the fan, go fire them and get new people. Yeah, well, Berkey, you know, Berkey liked the public part of the job. Um, in he's good at it he's too. Been. Now he, yeah, and he's and he is good at it. Um, now, like in Pittsburgh, it's a bit weird now, right? Because they just fired his boss, so I don't know what's mm. going on down there right now. New owners, um, yeah, but yes, new owners and they want their own guy. But you know, he's yeah. In Toronto, he was he he created much of the flack and he absorbed much of the flack, like both, right? He's he was sometimes the guy that made you know directed all the arrows his way, and he was. But he would accept that. And, you know, I guess you could say sometimes it was tactical, right, to take the heat off the coach or take the heat off somebody else or take the heat off the players. I don't know. Um, but, he, yeah, he relished that. Uh, Brendan Shanahan's the opposite. Like, again, he's he's built for survival. So whatever happens in this two of, now two out of three series, um, yeah, he, the, 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 the explosion will happen off to one side and, uh, and, and he'll go to work the next day. But it is – yeah, it's a bit fraught here right now. Now it's, it's you know like again, this is not the only place. Like I watching that again, watching the Kings run Edmonton out of the rink last night, um, and watching the suffocating Dallas Stars performance. Yeah, I think on in all three uh, Canadian markets right now, there's a little bit of hang on a second, weren't we supposed to win in the first round? And uh, maybe you know maybe that, that maybe that's a stretch in Toronto. I'm not sure everybody thought they're going to win in the first round, but it is. Uh, yeah, there's there feel, it feels like there's. A fair bit hanging in the balance here yeah. you know, in all three places. I feel like there's a very heavy dose of please God not again in all yeah, three seasons. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. You put it better than I did. Yeah. Please God, not again. I don't want to think about this all summer. I don't want to think I don't want to have another one of these seasons where when they drop the puck you know, in the fall, it's about well, none of this really matters until you get to April, so let's not even talk about it. Yeah. You Which kind of live that already. Yeah. It's a kind of kind of been yeah. there. Looking across the the landscape now, because again tonight will be pivotal for all the uh, four series that'll go. But we talked about hot seats. Who's you, you talk about Dubas or Sheldon Keefe or whoever mm-hmm. there? Uh, I, I guess a for, if it's a first round loss, I guess there is. It's tough after a fifty four win season. But you know, in Edmonton, if they don't if they don't get through and it's tied, but uh, Woodcroft is going to be their guy. I think moving forward, I don't think the GM. There's no ch- no change there. I don't know where the LA Kings seem fine. Tampa Bay, you just won two cups. Blues, you won before those two cups. Minnesota, they're they're coming on. Carolina, they look good. You're not getting rid of Rod the Bod. Maybe in Boston, I mean, their clutch guys come through for them last night. But it is that cycle is is nearing its end. I don't know if that's a GM's fault or a coach's fault. And then on this side, we worried about Colorado, but it seems like they're getting through. Yes, Rangers. Rangers are maybe ahead of schedule. If anything, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. I, I don't know. We're maybe avoiding Florida? a bit of maybe avoiding some fireworks. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, if, you know, if Florida loses to Washington in the first round after being the best team in the East. Um, President's you know, Trophy curse. Well, 
Yeah, the president. They are. That's exactly right. I for, sorry, I'd forgotten that to tick that box. Yes, they are facing the the which is uh, you know impossible to get past. Um, <laughs> but that's you know they look. They had all the drama with uh, with Quenville and all of that stuff. Um, I don't know where that owner would go if they lose this. You know, blow this what looks like a pretty decent opportunity. The you know the East is pretty open. They're the you know a lot of people thought they were the best team. Um, so yeah, that would I guess that would be the one. Like yeah, I think you're right. Like, like Boston appears to be towards the end of a cycle. I think Pittsburgh, you know, even though they're playing really, you know, they, they're hanging in against the Rangers. They might beat the Rangers. They're kind of at the end of a cycle. They're going to have to make some decisions at the end of the year. Uh, it's yeah, it's more and, and you know, it's and and I'm trying to think of where else the expectations like because in way, yeah, how, I was I, looking. I, I wanted to make sure in Florida. He, Brunette's is still their interim head coach, mm. right? Correct. So they, they yeah. is is it big news when you don't bring back the uh, the interim guy? But yeah, I uh, I, I still uh, I, I look at Colorado and it feels like they're going to be pretty well rested. It looks like after this series against Nashville, they're up three nothing, and even still, I don't know that Nashville's put up much of a fight. They got to overtime somehow, one game that might have been their one. So. No, I think they're going to that. Yeah, I think that one's uh, you know that's a fait accompli, right? And and they it, it's they should be right. They're the best team in the league. I think you know, period. They're the best team in the league. They they should roll in the first round. It's been like I think it's the other ones that are weird. Like this has been a very strange first round so far. You know, a, a lot of um, you know non competitive games both ways, right? In in series where you, you know it's one team dominates and the other team doesn't show up, uh, and then you flip flop it in the next one. Um, you know the the series you guys are watching is a little different than everything else, I think. Um, but it, yeah, it's about as tight as you can get for a series that hasn't had yeah. overtime somehow yet through three games. Yeah, you were saying it earlier. There's a there's a seventy seconds of of the uh, series where it hasn't been a one goal game or tied, and that's because there was two empty net goals. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah. So that's so yeah. So you're watching something different than everybody else is watching. Um, and I, you know, that's to me that's. Uh, Look, look, if 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 Dallas triumphs playing this hockey, um, it's not a good thing for the world. Like, I'm not even – this is not even – I have no rooting interest. You know, I have a rooting interest because I'm on with you guys. And uh, so I, I will happily root for the Flames well, in the series. Nice. But, man, Thanks, Steve. I, I just don't want Dallas to – do you want a team to succeed doing what they're doing? It, you know, it feels, it feels like a turn back the clock to a different time and not a good time for hockey. Well, so, you know what it does? It, it, looks, at, it looks like what know. they did two years ago. Where they found yeah, a way to, to win some rounds and suffocate teams. We're only three games in, but that uh, that trait is still very much there. The coach is the same, the goalie's different, but there's a lot of faces that went four rounds deep that are still there. Yeah, well, because you know you know why you keep doing that because it works. Mm. <laughs> that's I think that's uh, that's a pretty sound coaching philosophy. Hang on a second, we can. We can take out a more talented team than us if we do, you know, if we take all the oxygen out of the building. Uh, but I say that's not a good thing for hockey. Um, I, I look, some of this other stuff has been like I, I don't know what happened, uh, you know, in that like where the Leafs were uh, last night. I don't know why they didn't show up. Um, I kind of admire the way the Kings came out and just took it to the Oilers because that was one team that wasn't so much the Oilers being passive as the Kings just going out there and saying, "No, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna beat you." But um, but it's yeah the this this the 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 kind of back and forth between 
you know, great efforts and then non-efforts. I, I don't, it's strange, and it's not the first round I remember. So Colorado could take care of business tonight and move on. All other seven series could be nodded at twos. Is Gary Bettman happy, yep. or, or is, is this perfect, or is this meh? Yeah, no, he's happy because it's more games, right? More games are better. They, more inventory is better. I think that's it's straight up. Yeah, it's uh, it, you know, is it is it and is any of it stuff for the time capsules? Not so far. You know, I don't think there's been a real time capsule game so far. But uh, you know, and Gary last week was talking about you know how great the first round is, and there's nothing like the first round. And generally, I would agree with that. Like the first round of the NHL, the Stanley Cup playoffs are is one of the great great things in sport, any sport. Um, I'm not sure it has been this year, but yeah, I, I would think from the NHL's point of view, view more is better. Um, they've got new TV partners in the States. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they want to keep more teams and more cities engaged as long as they possibly can. So yeah, I don't, I don't think he's shedding any tears. Well, and, and if I can submit the, the game of the first round, uh, candidate, it would be the Louis Domingue spicy pork and broccoli triple overtime against Igor Shesterkin 79 saves. But you're right. Beyond that, I don't know that there's like, oh, man, did you see that one game? Yeah, that's, you know, you're right. And I said uh, that was, uh, I, I, sh- I should have noted that. But, the, yeah, that's that's what you expect. It, with, you know, complete with a cherry on top, great story at the end. Um, but that's it. Okay, so let's say there's one. Um, I, if you can come up with a second one, then I will, I will, I will retire from the segment. I like that the uh, game number three, Pittsburgh getting uh, getting back at home. The media meal, the uh, the dish was spicy pork and broccoli. Really, for the media meal. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Just you know, and, I like that. Yeah, whatever works. Coincidence. Yeah, whatever works. Uh, do you guys want to talk some baseball? Oh, Ryan is very he's very done with the uh, the New York Yankees. I told him you, you got more the... Yankees coming, Stephen. How's this possible? Well, yeah, it's an interesting schedule, isn't it? Um, but it's only two, and there's an off day on either side, so. That's, I guess that's, um, you know, maybe give the Jays the chance to kind of, they, they, they look like a team that's played a lot of baseball games in very short amount of time against reasonably good opposition. Although they just, they didn't look right against Cleveland, did they? Like they just, that was kind of a, that was a very unsatisfying series to watch from a Jays point of view. Uh, you know, the offense still obviously is not firing on all cylinders and, you know, like, uh, you know, even their, their better pitching performances weren't. You know, Gosman was really good, uh, but not as good as he's been. Manoa was really good, but not as absolutely dominant as he's been. They got a little wobble out of the bullpen yesterday, but it's going to happen eventually, right? The bullpen has been, been excellent. But the main thing is they're just they're still, you know, you kind of watch that Cleveland team efficiently score runs without any, you know, they've got not a lot of, they've, they've not a lot of home run power, but boy, a lot of good contact, you know, a lot of good at-bats, um, you know, and the Jays seem to be there. A lot of the guys are still kind of, you know, very, you know, hit and miss um, at at the moment. There's just no real rhythm to what that to the to that lineup. I assume there will be because you look at who's there, and you say, you know, those guys at a certain point, this is going to kick into gear, and somebody's going to get hot, or two or three of them are going to get hot, and they're going to start winning some easy games. Um, but yeah, it's just just doesn't feel. You know, now now if you look at the record and you look at where they are and you look at the schedule they played, and if you said at the beginning of the season this is where they're going to be uh, in the early part of May, everyone would have taken it and said that's just fine because you know what we still got 19 games against the Orioles coming up late in the season. Uh, but it's yeah they they haven't been. It's I, th- I say a, a little bit of a difficult watch I think from a fan point of view the last the the, the this last stretch. Take Oscar's back, hey. I'll yeah. get to spirit, help. spirits up, a little pop in the, uh, in the lineup. 
He's a, Won't hurt. He strikes me as one of those guys that you miss for multiple reasons when he's not in the in the in the lineup. Just seems like one of those guys. He's a character, right? You've got now you got Vladdy and some of the younger guys. Maybe spin out of control a little bit. It's like we got to okay, calm Vladdy down. We got Vladdy's getting an off day today. I just got to calm him down. Where I, Oscar feels kind of like a a calming presence in the middle of all of that to me. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think we just don't talk about how good he is generally because the other guys get get a lot more attention, and that's you know just about everybody else in the you know the top of that order gets more attention. So, you know, Springer, Guerrero, Bichette all certainly do. Um, yeah, you just kind of take the guy for granted. And and but if you look at his numbers over the last three years, they're crazy. He's been super consistent. And I look, I I, I think there's look there, there's a debate. Uh, analytics debate about whether the whole idea of protection in the lineup actually means anything mm-hmm. you know the guy hitting after you do you actually get more pitches I, I i don't know but it sure feels like you know that vladdy is they're not throwing a lot of strikes to vladdy and vladdy's making it easier for him because he's swinging the balls out of the zone and arguing calls and you know, just again not you know in between his little uh, bursts of looking spectacular he's had a bunch of non-competitive at-bats and I, you know, and I wonder, you know, you, again, you wonder if a guy's just getting frustrated because they won't, they're, they're, they don't have, they feel like they don't have to pitch to him. Uh, there hasn't been anybody behind him who, you know, Guriel has not really heated up yet. You know, Chapman has been really in and out. Um, there's the, you know, they've had some good stuff happen in the lower part of the lineup with guys like Espinal, but you know, who's, if they don't want to throw a strike to Vladdy, what's the consequence? And I think that's kind of, you know, that and Bo Bichette's kind of funny start to the season as well is. The, the thing just doesn't seem in balance right now. That lineup doesn't seem balanced. So maybe Teoscar coming back and anchoring it. And once he gets comfortable again, um, yeah, maybe Vlad will see a few more fastballs in the zone. Um, you know, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see this thing start to heat up. I, I, look, I, I could almost promise we will because you know, they are who they are. Right? Mm-hmm. They're better than this offensively. Gosman's been unreal. Did you uh, yep. see this coming? I, f- I feel like a lot of F- Jays fans – it's like, okay, well, there's a guy that uh, we used to see in division, and he wasn't any good for the Orioles, and then all of a sudden looked really good for San Francisco in a pitching-friendly park. You wondered how much that contributed, but he's on uh, Cy Young pace here. Yeah, he really is. It's uh, No, did I see him being this good? No. And I, I, I had the same questions that, that, that you would or any baseball fan would, which is, yeah, he's he's figured some stuff out, and he was dominant in the National League and dominant in a good pitcher's park. Uh, but we saw him in the AL East and the AL, you know the people fans of teams in the AL East always think well that's different right you got to go into Fenway you got to go into Yankee Stadium uh, Orioles uh, you know Camden Yards is a little band box although less so now now that they changed it uh, but all these places that are intimidating for a pitcher uh, you know how are you going to handle that and we yeah when you were with Baltimore you were never that good but man he has figured something out and well he's, you see what he's figured out he's got a fastball that runs up to ninety six ninety seven and then he's got a split that's just crazy. And, you know, if the trade-off was, you know, him or Robbie Ray, as of now, you know, if you look what Robbie Ray's doing, they made a pretty good trade-off. Like, that that looks like that looks like not a bad one at all. Smaller contract, um, too, right? Yeah, a little bit. Um, but, you, you know, I, yeah, they, like he's a the guy they were interested in, you know, before they signed Ray. They've been interested in Gosman for a long time. And I, you know, before the breakout season last year, I kind of thought, why? You know, what do you see in Kevin Gosman? It looks to me like kind of a middle rotation or, you know, or a little bit less than that, kind of nothing spectacular. What, what do you see? But, you know, give him credit. You know, they ch- I say they chased him before 
before he was in San Francisco and they went out and got him aggressively when the Ray stuff. And again, I'm not totally sure what happened with Mr. Ray. Um, I think one thing to watch for is when Seattle comes to Toronto, see if he's on the team. Like that's one, that's one possibility that uh, has been whispered that he's not vaccinated. Um, but yeah, they, you know, look, they, 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 they struck gold with Robbie Ray. Like that worked out amazing. They got him for nothing and rebuilt him and he won a Cy Young. Uh, but they know him better than anybody else. And, you know, it, again, it was interesting that they were not willing to go the extra mile for whatever reason to pay him. Cause you know, if they paid him more than Seattle, they'd have him. Now, what if he takes a, a car or a scooter across the, the Yeah, don't you hang glide in if you aren't that? What's the rule with that? Well, I don't, uh, yeah, I, there's, there, there appear to be dodges there, don't they? Do you see the thing about Edmonton flying to Vancouver? Yeah, and then busting across the line from Seattle. Busing to Bellingham? Yeah, that's, doesn't that seem extreme? It's, but I get it. Yeah, it's like, something. Ridiculous, it. extreme. Well, yeah. And Tampa oh, and well. Toronto have been doing it too. And that's, we saw the, the, the Jays arrived in Cleveland at like 4.30 in the morning on Friday to open that set against Cleveland. And that was a result of, you know, border crossing on land, not flying. But, but the way the rules are written, you know, if you, you know, a, a positive test could derail your, you know, you know, obviously for Tampa could derail a playoff series. Um, yeah, there, there's, you know, why would you risk it if you don't have to? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, I don't think it's their fault that they're doing this. I think it's kind of a logical response. Although, you know, I'm not sure how I'd feel if I was a player. Um, you know, I'd, I'd rather have people stick stuff up my nose than take a five hour bus ride. Uh, but I, I understand exactly why the teams are doing it. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's more about, you know, blame the rules instead of blaming them. I was listening to a sports show from the U.S. last week and one of the insiders that they had on had referenced that, that uh, players, they were taking a bus or that there might be, uh, might be absences given the uh, COVID protocol. And they were blown. Is that still happening? What? They had no idea that it was still a, a you, thing. You cannot come in if you're not val- If you don't have the card, you have to, some teams are busted. They couldn't believe it because it's in a lot of places. They've been living air quotes, COVID-free post-COVID for more than a year. It has not been a part of their daily life for months and months now. Yeah, well, yes, <laughs> COVID-free, definitely air quotes. Yeah. Uh, and it would, it would shock them further that these are not some kind of crazy Canadian regulations that because they like to talk about that, that this is actually the – these are the regulations of the United States of America. It's got nothing to do with the Canadian border at this stage. It's about – uh, the 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 bizarro world in which you can drive over the border without being tested, but you cannot fly over the border without being tested. I I I, I, I await the I await the 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 logic yeah. in that. Uh, keep waiting. So, what what are you going to do with a rare Tuesday off, Stephen? I don't. You know, it's a it's I it's a terrible thing. I'll probably just sit here in front of my little makeshift studio. And yeah. You know, we weep quietly. Probably. Yeah. Sorry like about that. that. Could you Where go fishing? Why don't you go fishing? Yeah. I know uh, there's fishing is in the. Yeah, I'm thinking it's it's turned to summer here suddenly. Like this oh. week, all of a sudden it's summer. Yeah, we got so, we woke uh, up to snow. You'd be happy to hear today. So okay, well that's we have <laughs> it, it is going to be 20, 25 degrees here. By oh, the end of the week. but it's so, been, but it uh, hasn't yes. been great, right? It's been kind of rainy, no, it's been cold, crappy. gross. Yeah. Yeah, we had a crappy spring. So uh, no, I may I may. Uh, I may stroll out on the river at some point this week. So maybe even uh, maybe even talk to you from the river later this week. Oh, we'd go. love that. I would like that a lot. I would like that a lot. Could happen. Could Have happen. A, and imagine what we'll be talking about by then with our respective cities. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. We could maybe use some of that water to 
put out the fires. That's right. The riots will hopefully subside by then. We'll see how that goes. Thank you, Stephen. We'll talk to you, buddy. See you, boys. There's Stephen Brunt. Leafs yesterday get uh, get manhandled by the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's two each now, so if you're counting. Yeah. It's two throttlings the Leafs have had of the Lightning and two at the hands of the Lightning. Game one, Leafs win. This is it. The Tampa Bay reign is over. They look tired. They are a shell of them for their former selves. Game two. Did you really think that they were a shell of their former self? They are you a thought the two-time champs winner. would do that? Huh. That's it. They're going to they weren't going to show up? Announce their presence with authority. Come on. Going back to Tampa Bay, this series is over. The Leafs, you had your chance. You blew it. See ya. Leafs look just fine. Dominant game three. This is a different Leafs team, huh? Look how tough they are. Perfect balance in this lineup. Jack Campbell, so statement good. game. Yeah, statement that's game. That's right. Game four. Jack Campbell is not a number one goaltender in the National yeah, Hockey League. Pull him. And the Tampa Bay Lightning proved it to everyone in the first period. That's almost exactly, and we're exaggerating just a little. Not much. But not really. What about the Flames? Game four tonight. It has been crazy close. And you can only expect it will be the same tonight. Now, in that vein, where it's been unexpected, maybe there is a blowout coming. But neither offense or defense looks like that's poised to let that happen. We'll get into the details of a big game four coming up. Sportsnet 960, the fan. You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960, the fan. This afternoon, the big show, Flames Talk, Steinberg, all live from 403 local eatery and bar. Steinberg? Steinberg. Take off that hat, Steinberg. 403 local eatery and bar. That's like Canyon Meadows. Kind of. Sure, by McLeod. That's right. Great little spot. Live music every Friday night. Pizza Mondays. All pizzas. 15 beans. Pizza tonight? That's right. On a game day. Bring your kids. It's all ages. Bunch of screens. Let's go. You got a nice uh, selection on tap, too, Dean, that I've noticed down there. Lots of micros, and then also your uh, Steinberg workout beer. Interesting how you uh, do the research. 403 Local Eatery and Bar. You can watch your favorite team play while enjoying great food and your favorite traditional and craft beers. Join us the east corner of McLeod Trail and Canyon Meadows. Steinberg will be, Steinberg will be signing bras and stuff there, like a <laughs> rock star, like Bon Jovi. I'm sure that's People what throwing their underwear on stage when he's doing the call on show. There. I can only guess, yeah. Except I don't want I don't want to see the gear that our guys are throwing. Yeah, up that's there. fair. Yeah, Steinberg. Just some double XL Joe boxers. No, we're good. It is. <laughs> were those white to start? Gross. Yeah. Uh, our text line is open as always nine sixty nine sixty. This is a long one. You ready for it? Long one. I sent a text in January. Oh about Calgary not scaring anyone with their offense. It's easy to handle when you get a little more leeway defensively with your stick and body. But also, how have I not seen Heiskanen get bodied every time he touches the puck? Calgary's supposed to have three rugged lines, yet I see Heiskanen get it behind the net, skate, move to an open winger, and watch the Flames player do a flyby and let him skate free. He drives their team, and Calgary seems happy to let him do it without paying a physical toll. And see, what makes him good is that if you could just hit him and it would stop him, then he wouldn't be good. He eludes those yeah. hits. The thing with Haskinen is he's elite. Very he's, good skater. And he's very quietly one of the reasons why he's actually not been on the ice for a goal against five-on-five. Five. 
I was looking this morning where Haskinen, zero goals, five on five. I mean, to be fair, they've scored how many five on five goals? No, sorry. No goals against. Five on five. Dallas has outshot Calgary 12-4. When he's on the ice. And outscored them one zip. Rock solid. 26 minutes of ice in game number three. That's a bit. Jeez. They are riding that guy. He is. He is. He's he's elite. Top five pick. We talked about it two years ago when you saw Dallas, and you're seeing it again. Really, that the the blue line has been very good for them. Essa Lindell's been great. Klingberg is Klingberg. Suter's had a nice little bounce back from his Minnesota stuff, and I think it was more a cultural fit in Minnesota. They didn't want the we've come to retire in the state of hockey guys, and to be fair, he's put on his work boots in Dallas here. Yeah. Uh, Let's hear from Daryl Sutter. Now, the audio's not great. They... uh, they had a media availability, what I'm guessing is at the uh, the hotel where, where they are staying. They were doing it outside, did you see? They it's were doing beautiful. it outside, and there must be a fountain. I don't know if Ovechkin is in the fountain or Gronkowski, because we did see them. The be early fount- for Ovi. Not fountain yet. dwellers. Uh, but Sutter, overall, says he's pretty pleased, but, you know, t- the clock's ticking. We're not gripping too tight at all. I think, quite honestly, our guys, are, they're in a good place. They're, we're doing a lot of things we've done all year just for not getting the results. So, But in a series, you got to get results or you run out of real estate. Sounds kind of crazy, but I think our accuracy and a lot of the stuff we do has to be better. I think our passing and, our, and around the net with the puck, I think it's one thing to shoot it and things like that, but the other thing is to, to score, and there's a difference there. So when you say that about the real estate part of it, uh, that means things are happening faster or it's harder to get there. So that means that you might have to do just a better job with the puck. There's when when it the separation is so fine, and I I agree with them. I think a lot of what you've seen the team do is what they did in the regular season, mm-hmm. and it just hasn't worked. So credit to Dallas for how they've played this. One of the other aspects, and it was a, it was a factor in game number two, is the continual coincidental penalties. It, sound, it, it sounds like a bit of an excuse, but with how the Flames play and are successful, it's about five on five. I agree. And, and we talked about it ahead of the series that if, if Daryl could roll lines and this team could play five on five, that they believed and we believe that their depth would show to be better than Dallas's. Well, when you're playing four and four, you've shortened your bench. And in that game on Saturday, now Klingberg and Kachuk both go for fighting, but beyond that, three coincidentals. So three separate occasions of four-on-four. Four. Sutter would like uh, like to see more Evie Stevie. Yeah, I don't like the four-on-fours. I talked to the supervisor yesterday morning about it. That's, I think it's seven in the series now, which is really rare. It'd take you like 20 games to get that many four-on-fours in the regular season. So I think that they can handle those situations better. And I think that our team, both teams, would want to handle it better. Now there's power plays mixed in, but Saturday they played less than 40 minutes, five on on five. Game one, we saw a ton of four on four. Game two, we saw a ton of four on four. And I I agree with Daryl. It feels like a bit of a cop-out from the refs, that anytime something gets a little physical, they just take two guys and say, well, this isn't how the game's officiated. Like, and I understand that the players are doing things differently now that we're in the second season, but it's just, it seems ridiculous. We haven't, and again, Look, if they're playing five on five, Dallas's depth might be better. What we're learning about Dallas is that they probably didn't bring their best every night in the 82 game regular season. Whereas Daryl seemed to get, you know, extracting almost max effort all of the 82. 
Like Dallas doesn't look like an eighth place team right now, the way they're playing. They've found another gear. And if you suggested to me that Daryl had these guys playing close to max throttle in the regular season, I'd believe it. He's, he's taxing, he's demanding. So we don't know that the Flames would be better five on five, but I think they're frustrated that they can't just roll lines. And for the Stars, it is to see that they, their goals for and against, they are minus eight on the season coming in. And we talked about that. They're the only team to get in that was upside down goals for and against. Mm-hmm. But if you watch the Stars through three games, would it, sh- would it shock you that what they give up is about what they get? They look like that kind of a team. We're going to be in some tight games. We're going to go to extra time. They had the they played uh, 21 overtimes in yeah. 82 games. Beyond regulation, 21 times. So like it, I'd be stunned if we don't over to overtime this series. Yeah, I don't know how we haven't seen it yet. Well, I mean, one for four, so Place. tonight's the night, right? Obviously. Unbelievable. 25%. Um, so yeah, five on five, there's been four goals scored through three games. Well, and how many of those are empty netters? <laughs> no, that's the, because Lucic and uh, Lewis were both five on five. The, uh, one of the, the first, The first, yeah, one of the Lindholms, the first one for Pavelski last night. Yeah, and then it would have been the game two goal as well. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, there's four for both teams combined in three games. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. Whew. It would be, like, if you wanted something, what would the tonic be to, to calm the nerves? Like, a good offensive night at the offense for multiple lines tonight would be a Flames fan's dream right now, would it not? See Toffoli score one. See Andrew P- Magipani score one. Get Blake Coleman involved in that line. Cali Yarncroft wants to score a goal while wearing this team's jersey. That would make a lot of people happy. I've liked so much of what he's doing. Agreed, but it's still like it's. I know you can like a lot of stuff, but if if you need goals, and he had another chance last night where he was in tight, couldn't get it. He was One. chopping at a loose puck in front kind of thing, um, and you know he's squeezing it. I'm not disliking him. I'm just saying, boy, that would uh, dispel some concerns amongst the fan base if you know these chances started turning into goals. You talk about the, the the same old story, and I that's what we're seeing a lot of. I think a lot of fans are feeling that way. Maybe it's because we're digging up, as we've been told. Oh, no, I, I think on social bringing. media we see it a lot. And look, like it's the most not, not the, the place for rational thought, but I do believe but, there's a considerable percentage of the fan base that are, feel like this is 2019 all over again. Yeah, because you go back, and what is the one thing that the Flames have been criticized about in the postseason is not having enough guys going. When you think of key performers right now for Dallas, the goaltender clearly is one. Yep. Pavelski. Clearly. Cruising. Haskinen. You just talked about Haskinen. Uh, I, Faxa has actually been surprisingly as good. Third line type right? guy. Heck yes. Raffle. Raffle's been as good as we've seen physically. Like that. I didn't expect he had any of that. Yeah. We'd already talked about Suter. I've liked Lindell. Klimberg's leading the league in Pims. You flip the script, <laughs> and on the Calgary side, you have to like what Markstrom's done for the most part. He's given his team a chance to win, he's made some Everything. big saves. And then. You're kind of starting to squint. Not that guys have been poor. They just have not stood out like guys on the other side have. Yeah, and I think Johnny's been better. This doesn't look like a a Gaudreau that isn't performing in the playoffs so much as one that's due for some puck luck. He's had breakaways. He's had chances. He's set up two Lindholm goals. It's not peak Johnny, but he hasn't been bad. He's not the problem here. Um, Lindholm has given you two goals. you got to be happy with that. Matthew Kachuk has been very physically involved, but... It almost feels like it's come at the expense of chances in a way, which doesn't really sound like it makes sense, but we talked about it in game two. Was he more interested in settling scores or scoring goals? Well, the first shift of the game, he went offside to go after Klinberg. And then Early in, on in uh, game three, they yeah. scrapped. Now, he said post-game that 
that was brought on him. He wasn't instigating that. I mean, who's to say? But he certainly is very interested in that side of things. And maybe that's a long game that he can win, but I, I haven't seen him as much offensively as I thought I would. Last game, I was, wasn't expecting it, but I got chased around for the first second I got out there. So I'm like, all right, perfect. Uh, but I think other than that, I think we just got to get the lead. And if they want to you know, play a trip, we can play that game. We can play a skill game. We can play any type of game. But um, I think our team is better suited five on five. But if we do get power plays, I, I love our power play and I've loved it all year. The thing with Matthew to me in this series, you love when he's engaged. You love all of the stuff that he brings. So long as it's going hand in hand with the offensive performance, Correct. I feel like it's it's been a distraction. I agree. And I thought game two was, it was a perfect test of that. And in game three, you could see he was in the penalty box. His hand was busted up. He had blood all, all over his knuckles. Like Okay. And I think right across the whatever you want to talk about, five on five play, too many four on fours, stay focused, all of this. They've gotten away a little bit in that regard. They haven't been as physical as I thought they were going to be. And I think Kachuk's trying to almost too much in a way. And I don't think it's a ooh bad Matthew. I think he really wants to help swing this series. But to your point, maybe a little distracted where he's so worried about making sure that he doesn't back down and that he's sticking up for teammates and that he's physically imposing that maybe his focus isn't where potentially it should be. And if the Stars' game plan was after game one, we lose, and let's get between Kachuk's ears and get him wound up about stuff, the Flames downplayed it. But, I mean, if that was their plan, it's worked in a way. And the thing He's been Matthew, in the box a ton since the end of game one. The thing with Matthew is he doesn't need to go looking for it. That sort of stuff, that's going to be around you all the time, yep. whether or not you're trying to instigate or whatever. And we said a Friday. It's a seven-game series. Serge and I talked about it. You're going to have a ton of chances to absolutely drill John Klimberg. You don't need to go in the first shift of game two, go offside to find him. It's a two-week series, play the long game. Yeah. And I, I honestly think it's not like here's his fatal flaw and there's he's this is the Achilles heel he screwed as a player. Learning process. And I wouldn't be surprised if a veteran guy like Alucic or, or Daryl would have said, like, hang on now. Like, love what you're trying to do. Big picture. Big picture. Long series. Two weeks here. It's not like John Klimberg isn't going to be vulnerable at some point where you can put him in the third row. That'll happen. And on, on top of all of that, Figure your priorities out. Yes, you don't winning, need a busted paw. Winning is at the very top of that list. And if you get John Klingberg on the way to that, then so be it. But from top to bottom, as as good as the Flames have been despite being down, I think they've outchanced them by a fair margin. Slightly, yeah. Slightly, yeah. Um, from just take the top line out. Lindholm has a couple goals. Goudreau has point. All of that. Everyone has room, some quite a bit of room, to be better. Mm -hmm. And some of those guys have had some chances. Manjapani's kind of been around it. Toffoli is you know, on the power play. That one pass from Lindholm, it's just out of his reach. Oh. And it would have been a wide open net. And then he was banging that at there at the side of the net in game two. Had that one time where he didn't quite get all of it. It's, it was under the pad of Ottinger. But it was that kind of that back pad when you're in the butterfly that had another it. one off the heel of the glove in game two of Ottinger, who's been excellent. So on one hand, you feel like you're close to breaking through. Don't change a thing. You flip it. Everyone needs to be a little bit better. Everyone's two to three to five percent better. 
you're you're winning games all of a sudden. And I don't know how you do that. For some guys, it's calm down. For other guys, it's let's go. I think what what it is is this is why you brought in guys that have won cups. Dan Shulman said it like two weeks ago on a Blue Jays broadcast, which sounds crazy because I hate the sport sport comparison, but he said clutch isn't like rising in a big spot and doing something that's like exceptional. It's being yourself despite huge amounts of pressure that the situation brings you. And I think that's what Coleman's saying. And we heard it after game three. Hey, we're, this series isn't over. There's a lot of series left. We're fine. We're happy. There's no panic in this room. That was sort of the, the gist of his comments. Lucic can tell guys about falling down in a series. His Boston team was down 2-0 in the Stanley Cup final. Right? Mm. Trevor Lewis has seen some things. Um, and so I think the, the message around the room is probably stick with the process. And like this thing, you got to get four wins. Dallas is at two. No panic here, fellas. They're halfway. You're a win away from being halfway. And you're a bounce away in each of these games, if we're being honest. And now you're certainly a bounce away from being down 3-0 in the series as sure. well, but it's been that close. Uh, Kachuk says, not surprised to see things this tight. We know that this series, ultimately, the way the two teams play and uh, the competitiveness and the similar styles uh, probably go the distance, if not really close. So um, got to come in here, win one game. You know, a split's a great thing for us, get home ice back. I think that's all we got to think about right now. Just all in all confident and whatever comes our way right now. And there's a lot of belief in us. And the way we play it over the course of a seven-game series, I can see us getting better and being more successful as the series goes along. So hopefully that, uh, you know, that comes true for us. This is why you play seven. It's fun. It is fun. How did, how did Bruins fans feel after game two? Lindholm's done. Our number one just got shelled. We're screwed. Then you lose uh, Charlie McAvoy to COVID ahead of game four protocols. Like, this is why you play seven. This is why this tournament is so good. Because you can't tell me what's going to happen in a series through three games unless it's Colorado-Nashville. We know that one probably ends. The rest, it's like they're all there. We talked about it Friday. You can talk about it again. The one thing that you couldn't have forecasted, I guess, you can look at that blue line and you you know Haskinen is a star and you know that Pavelski's clutch and that Jamie Ben's big and strong and Sagan is not what he used to be but still can get things going. If, if anything, their top line has been kind of quiet. Hints gets the empty netter. Robertson has has been fairly quiet. And you, uh, I mean, secondly, you could not have expected expected Jake Ottinger to have been as strong as he has been. It's the star. It's the, it's the thing that's most surprising about what's happened is that a rookie in his first ever postseason looks like a, you know, hall of fame bound 10 year vet. He has been so steely and yeah, the flames would like higher shot quality against him, but I just, I'm waiting for him to be out of position or look frazzled. It hasn't happened at all. He has looked, that's the, that's the, not only are you making the saves, but you look awfully composed doing it. And I don't know if that affects NHL forwards and players. It, it kind of gets to me as a fan. It's like, this guy's, this guy's dialed in this, this guy's feeling it, but he has been great and they have to do something there other than just hope he starts to not play as well. Mm-hmm. And there have been some shots from the outside and I do not think he has been tested enough, the, enough yeah. or to the, to the high enough quality, but 
There hasn't been a lot of second chances. There hasn't been a lot of traffic in front. And then when you have had, like, oh, it was post and sticks to his pad. Velcro somehow. And how does that sound like the Flames when they're playing well? The defense keeps shots to the outside. It not does. much from the middle of the ice. And the goalie makes some saves. Doesn't have to be terrific, but pitches a shutout or gets a gets a tidy win. Ryan Pike had said it on, on uh, social media, who we chat with Fridays in uh, Flames Talk Wednesday this week. Mm. Are the Dallas Stars outflamesing the Flames? And like through three games, you have to say yes. Yeah. Like if you had said, here's the script of the series, tell me which team's which, you're like, well, it's got to be the Flames that are up 2-1 and stifling defensively. Although, wow, Dallas, I didn't know they could be that good defense. I didn't think Dallas could do this defensively. And we'll see if they can do it over the course of seven. And you know what? Neither did they. There's no way. I think they knew what the game plan was, but to execute it at this level, my goodness. That's the game plan, but I don't know that you could have expected to have had the uh, the success. Uh, Some breaking news coming from uh, New York, of all things. This is a this did did not see coming. Not see at all. Uh, New York Islanders president and general manager Lou Lamarillo announcing that Barry Trotz has been relieved of his duties as head coach. Ooh, that uh, in the last ten minutes or so. He arrives, mm-hmm. they go to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals and lose to the eventual Stanley Cup champions in the bubble against Tampa and then in a long series last spring against Tampa. They start with 20-plus games on the road this year, run into a ton of injuries, still remain who they are to a degree, defense first, veteran group, missed the playoffs, uh, way behind it early on. And now, just like that, they gone. Like Barry yeah. Trotz, whew, that's surprising to me. We'll break here. What would be some fits for Barry Trotz? More on tonight's game. Last night's even a night of Evie Stevie across the board. And what other games are we keeping an eye on tonight? Florida Panthers also looking to pressure spot for the Cats. A little bit. Sportsnet 960, the fan.